0: let's hear it let's hear it from the boys Tea with Tess we are live and uh, this is my first time doing this so I'm just waiting for comments so if you are joining let me know you're joining I'd love to meet you there's two people online welcome to hear from the boys Tea with Tess Very excited about this morning. I've actually got a. I've got a. There we go. Hello, Jill, Hannah, Candice, Fiona. Welcome, everyone. Jody, how's it going? Office and some beauty. Jody, you're an amazing writer, by the way. Hello babes, if you're wondering who babes is, to me it's Amber McMillan, she is my wife. Yes, does. Got a couple of people on. Tony, how's it going? So good. So, while we're waiting for everyone to kind of jump on, I wanted to first introduce myself. My name is JD Macmillan, John David Macmillan. And yeah, and I get the special privilege to speak on T with Tess. Just waiting for everyone to jump on, there's no rush. Hello, Tess, Yannick, Pastor Tess, good morning to you. I'm just going to grab a little something here. Thought it'd be a good way to break the ice. Maybe Hello a Kerry, Laura. Got a guitar in my hands. If you didn't know, I am the worship pastor here at Link Church. And when uh, Tess asked me to speak, when Tess asked me to speak this morning, I said, I have to bring a guitar. It's just part of what I do. It's who I am. <laughs> yes cunny. so good so while we wait and as people jump on um, literally just before uh, we uh, came to do this uh, Doug Hayden uh, and I wrote a song uh, and it's for you guys it's actually the first T with Tess uh, song from T with Tess Productions very exciting. It's got a bit of a jazz feel. There's Ash. This should go on the album. Are you guys ready to hear our song that we wrote? Are you ready? Moy, Jordan, Gerber, Kate. There we go. Bit of jazz, who loves jazz? Why don't you put a little hands up? <laughs> oh, we're gonna have fun this morning. It's all about having fun. Hear it from the boys, that's what we love doing. So, yeah, like I said, Dubs and I wrote a song for Tea with Tess, and I hope it blesses you all. It goes like this. Candace Johnny gave us Welcome to Team JD. I may not be a lady. So will you stick around? Yes, no, maybe. Welcome. <laughs> Amazing. I'm not gonna have fun the whole time. I'm gonna be serious, but you know? Tess, uh, Tess gave me the opportunity to speak here with you guys, Anne Heenan, um, welcome everyone. Um, and yeah, I thought I'll just be myself because yeah, if you know me, I enjoy having a bit of fun and, uh, and who doesn't? So it's awesome. Hello Nadine Sharp, welcome. Cool, well, I'm gonna get going. I don't know what the time is, but we're gonna get going. Uh, so, I wanted to first again just introduce myself. Um, I'm John David Macmillan. Uh, if you're trying to figure out how I'm connected to all of this, uh, my wife is Amber Macmillan. Amber, I say Amber Wigglesworth Macmillan. <laughs> the one that just always has quotes and reads so many books and all that. Um, There we go. Yeah, I love her so much. And that is my wife. And she's amazing. Um, So you get to hear from the boys. uh, And yeah, I am the worship pastor at Link Church. And uh, I love what I do. I love being part of the church. Uh, it's honestly the greatest privilege ever. Um, sometimes I pinch myself, um, with what I get to do, um, that this gets, this is actually my job. We get paid to do this, um, and I don't take it lightly, uh, and I don't take this moment lightly, uh, and I did want to just give a shout out and give honor where honor is due. And I wanted to thank Tess for giving me this opportunity, um, you know, there's two things. Uh we should never stop we should never stop encouraging our leaders. Um leaders they carry a lot. Um and if you're a leader and you're watching, um leaders carry a lot. And uh I always say it's you can never encourage enough. Uh so Tess, thank you. Thank you for being faithful with this uh with this space. How's it Stu? Yes. Thank you being faithful with this space. It's just been amazing. I know it's touched so many ladies lives and maybe some men, who knows, Um, but yeah, and also just, I mean, thinking of recently, you just endured a lot over this last season. And I just want to make a special shout out. Like um, you're so fixated on getting the gospel and the good news to people, no matter what the circumstance. and I just want to just say, thank you. Thank you for being a faithful leader. Uh, thank you for um, always showing up um, and giving us a space like this uh, to speak. Um, and I was just, re- I was actually just reminded of a scripture in Psalm 92. Um, and it says the righteous, the righteous are like a palm tree. Um, and I read this, this commentary. And I, I believe this is for you, Tess. I'm just giving her a lot of encouragement. So if you are commenting, why don't you comment and just say, we love you Tess, little hands, little hearts, all the things. But in Psalm 92 it says, the righteous are like a palm tree. And I was like, what? Why why would you say we like a palm tree, the righteous? And one of the amazing things about a palm tree um, is the fruits it bears. It bears much fruit. so I'm going to read this to you and I hope, I hope this uh, encourages you, Tess and anyone who's listening. Um, but a palm tree, its fruitfulness is one of its main characteristics. Um, yeah, the palm is a fruit bearing tree bearing a fruit which is remarkably nutritious for the date will sustain life for a long time without any other kind of food. Um, so the fruits that it bears and the fruit that a righteous person bears um, and what it's talking about here is this. Excellency of spirit, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, worthiness of life, consistency, blamelessness, practical kindness, earnest effort to do good, patient, prayerful endeavor to awaken the slumbering, to elevate the fallen, to comfort the sorrowful, to encourage the feeble, um, and so on. And this can only be done with someone who's actually encountered Jesus. And I just want to say uh, those encapsulate to you, Tess, and uh, and I can. And if it encourages you, who's ever listening here, take take that. But I just want to say that's what uh, I think encapsulates you. Your The righteous are like a palm tree bearing much fruit so yeah we love you and uh just yeah praying for god's best over you in this next season and i think god is doing something so special in his church at the moment um and also in uh, the sisterhood and all that so we love you amazing jermaine nadu come on one of the worship leaders in our church shout out so good, so again, my name is JD, if you've just joined, um, and I wanted to speak on a topic that I, I actually kind of ran it past Amber before I jumped into this, but I wanted to talk about women in submission. No, <laughs> okay, I'm joking. Jokes. I wanted to talk about women in leadership, women in leadership, and what I've kind of experienced recently um, in my own life. And watching a woman uh, very closely in my life, my wife, um, just step into so much of God and so much of what's on her life. Um, And it's just been so encouraging for me. And it's actually led me into greater levels, um, into greater levels with Jesus. Um, So I want to start with a story. and, And not so long ago, at the end of last year, um, Amber uh, came to me uh, and she's like uh, JD I don't know this might sound crazy and it was like the end of the year kind of like you know when you get to the end of the year you kind of just want to finish it up and all that and Amber comes to me she's like uh, JD I've got something crazy you might find this crazy but I want to go to uh, Uganda she really felt in her heart like God wanted to um, that she needed to go to Uganda um, so for me, I was like, it was literally very random for me, um, and I was like, yeah, I mean, by all means, I'll never hold it back from what she feels God wants to do in her life. Um, so for me, I said I gave her almost a thumbs up, and I was like, yeah, you go, I'll hold down the fort, um, I'll wait here while you go into into Africa and do all those things, because just to be honest, that's out of my comfort zone. I'm not one to, like, get get out there and into, you know, the rawness of Africa. I'm up for a challenge, I'm up for a challenge, but it was just so much more I was distracted by and, and kind of focusing on uh, back here. Um, but what started to happen over this time period where she started leaning in and she kind of met with one of the team leaders. Um, She was partnering with an organization called Light a Candle. You should check them out. They're an amazing organization. that do a lot of mission trips and all that. But uh, she met with a team leader from this organization called Light a Candle. Um, And I was just taken back. I was taken back when, just by her eagerness, and there was just like this fire inside of her, like something shifted in her spirit, like something shifted. She was being transformed. Uh, I was just seeing like God transform her within, and I was just playing out in her life. And for me, I was just—I started getting extremely curious, curious in what God was doing, and almost to the point I was like, "I actually want a bit of that. Um, I want a bit of what she's she's caught here. So she had one of her um, uh, meetings with her team team leader on Zoom. So I was like, yo, you, you go have your meeting and she kind of went into the room and closed the door and was doing her thing and then I Because I was curious, I literally I just sat by the door and just had my ear to the door and I just listened to what it was this was all about um, but Anyway, long story short, what happened was the team leader ended up going asking why isn't your husband going and I was like, oh and I don't know if you like if you know jesus and when he starts like planting little seeds and you start hearing these things you know that he's actually trying to speak to you the holy spirit is actually trying to like grab your attention and uh, i was listening to this and when he said why isn't your husband going i just knew instantly that uh this was something i needed to experience with my wife um i just i just Felt like God laid it on my heart to go with it and actually to see what she actually captured because I didn't want her to go and then come back feeling like I didn't understand. So to cut a long story short, I ended up going to Uganda um, and my life was radically changed. I encountered God in the most crazy ways. A funny story is um, <laughs> when we were in Uganda and we were doing the street ministry and guys, this was totally out of my comfort zone. So we went out in threes into the, into the streets and we started praying for people and uh, we just wanted to see God move and see healing and see people come to Christ and share the good news. Uh, we were coming to the end of this evening and things were getting a bit chaotic and uh, there was um, a demon-possessed woman uh, that ended up, Uh, that came towards me and i didn't really see see this um her coming i thought it was just a a person coming to say goodbye and i went to give her a handshake and i realized that she was possessed and she tried to bite me Uh, which instantly i was like oh my gosh this woman's trying to bite me i turned around and i haven't mentioned this amber was right next to me i left her hand dry (laughs) I know. I'm supposed to be a man. I'm supposed to be like, no, I will pray through this. But I ran and I dived into the combi, and it was actually quite funny. We had a good laugh afterwards. But Amber was there, and she was like, in Jesus' name, like, be gone, like, trying to see this this girl be delivered from um, being demon possessed. But anyway, it was quite a fun funny story. But for me, like stories like that, um, I saw healing for the first time. I've been. christian my whole life i've grown up in the church um but it was the first time i've heard about healing you read about healing but this was the first time (laughs) yes babe laying my life down just for you anytime um i've always read about healing i've heard about healing but i've never seen healing and that was one thing i wanted to see and that was something that god actually uh did through me which was the most incredible thing and his grace is so sufficient and um, yeah my life was radically changed and all this to say, sharing this um, the story of Uganda is that in Amber's um, uh, eagerness and her obedience to say yes to God uh, and to allow God to transform her, speak to her um, it actually created a curiosity um, and it actually led me, it led me to step into more of God. Um, And that's why I wanted to talk about women in leadership Um, because we often think you have to be this A-type, this A-type leader that's like commanding and demanding and someone that's loud, big, larger than life Um, like that's the only way to be an effective leader but I actually something and this is not like this is just my perspective but I think one of the keys to being a good leader is actually um, when you submitted to God and you're allowing his words to shape your life and in that others will see it and be led into greater levels of Christ, and it takes a lot of the responsibility of trying to be someone we're not, and it actually goes. We just need to be a people that are spending time with God and listening to his Spirit and hearing um, what He has for for our lives and the purpose He has for our lives. Does that make sense? Can I get a Amen? Hands raised. So I I actually just want to because I actually had it for myself just as a man, um, there's a lot of pressure of, like the world uh, lays on you to be something you're not, to be that leader, to be someone that's um, seen as, or to be someone the world thinks is the right leader. But actually it's quite simple. If you think about it. being a Christian, if you are obedient to God, if you are leaning into his word um, and asking for his spirit to speak to you, um, you will inevitably be leading uh, there's more to leadership but I think that's one of the main things if we are being transformed as individuals I think we can then see our leadership transform others so I wanted to talk about women and leadership but first I wanted to talk about um, Actually, the transformation process and kind of what I saw saw in Amber and what I think uh, how God actually transforms us into first his disciples and into leaders and what He's called us to be. So, you guys excited excited to hear this? I'm just gonna have some water quickly before we jump into some some Bible. You ready for some Bible? If you got your Bible with you. You can open to Matthew 4, verse 18 and 20. So I want to talk about transformation because when we are trans, so the idea I have is when we are transformed, it ends up leading others. As God transforms your life, it will lead others. Alright, so how does God transform your life? <clears throat> so if you could jump onto, into Matthew four eighteen to 20 And basically Jesus, this is when Jesus is calling his first disciples. In verse 18 it says, As Jesus was walking beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon called Peter and his brother Andrew. They were casting a net into the lake. For they were fishermen. Come, follow me, Jesus said, and I'll send you out to fish for people. At once, they left their nets and followed him. So this is actually the first account where Jesus called people to be his disciples. Um, So there's two things that stuck out to me, um, which I believe will lead to a transformed life. So, in the scripture it says, come follow me, Jesus said, and I'll send you out to fish for people. First, Jesus requires of us, he says, come follow me, is total commitment. Um, you know, in my, in my own personal journey, not so, a few years ago, I had a, a real like, uh, T teach, teach action moment, or like a crossroad moment, shall I say. Um, where I really felt I needed to um, yeah, you, know, you know those crossroad moments and basically what happened was I had a choice between either going uh, going into business or going full time into uh, church and ministry and uh, and I had this decision to make and basically I had this uh, this now, I don't know if you might not, you might know him, but his name's Ken Costa. Um, but what he revealed to me was the fact that I was actually choosing the business uh, route because I actually feared provision. I feared the fact that I won't have enough if I'm in church ministry. Um, and I, I don't want to come back to total commitment. I think if god wants to show you something and he want and if you want to see the purpose and the call he has in your life it actually requires total commitment and i think of amber um and i think it happens over and over again there's a call to more there's a call to surrender more uh, and i and I found in Amber story there was this total commitment there was this obedience there was this like i'm going i'm all in god what you have for me i'm not going to fear uh, man, I'm not going to fear uh, provision, lack of provision, I'm not going to fear um, lack of safety um, I'm going to trust you there's a total commitment and obedience and when we do that God redeems us God redeems us and our purpose and where we act in life um, it's not uh, what we are right now what God wants to make of us. So Jesus is saying, I'm not telling you where we are going, but I am telling you what I'll make of you. I'll make you fishes of men. You know, whatever you might be in, if you're a mom, if you're running a business, uh, God wants to redeem what you're doing. He wants to redeem um, your vocation, your business, uh, being a mom. It's not just... So like in the scripture we read here, they were just fishing, um, Andrew and Peter were fishing, They just carrying on with their life, they encounter Jesus and God says, I'll make you, and Jesus says, I'll make you fishers of men. I believe God wants to make you fishers of men or uh, business people to um, speak the gospel to people in your, in your world, in your sphere, but it requires total commitment. But Jesus says, come and follow me. So I don't know where you might, where you might be in life right now. You might feel the stirring, like God's like, calling you. You've, you've encountered this moment where you, you're hearing my words now and you're going, like, I know God, you have more for me. Uh, firstly, I want to say he does. He has more for you. And it requires total commitment and surrender, um, which is beautiful. Um, the same teaching is inherent from Paul. Um, And it's very challenging, it's a challenging concept, um, but it's the beauty, the beauty of the life we live, it's exciting, it's an adventure, I always see it that way, it's actually the more you kind of get in over your head, the more it's like, God you're in control, I'll leave you with the consequences. And Paul teaches uh, that we are to be a living sacrifice, to present ourselves holy, acceptable which is our reasonable worship. Our reasonable worship is to be a living sacrifice. Christ died for us so we may live and be a living sacrifice. Do not be conformed. We all know the scripture. Do not be conformed by the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Charles Stanley, a great preacher, actually said, Obey God and leave the consequences to Him. Uh, and like I said earlier, often we don't fully commit because we, we're we fearing what might be on the other side. And I just want to encourage you today, um, you know, even for the trip in Uganda and my own story going there, it cost money, um, it took me away from work. There's all these things that can come up and try to distract you from what God is actually trying to do in your life. Um, But I love what Charles Stanley says, just obey God and leave the consequences to him. Um, So if it's that next step in your business or church or in your family, um, if it's in line with God's word, jump at it, jump at it, jump in, Uh, embrace, embrace the adventure of what it is to be a Christian. Uh, and to follow Christ Uh, I wrote it's not it's not worth fearing what God what might happen it's not worth it God calls God's call and purpose on your life is much more fulfilling than approval from man or any money in the world or safety his will and it says in his word it's good so it's physically good that scripture is actually saying like it's good When you step into his will and you trust him, it's good. It's pleasing. You actually, it's a pleasing thing for you that he's saying. It's a pleasing will and it's perfect. You know, when you have those moments where you kind of look around yourself, like, and you just go, Oh my gosh, I can't believe I get to do this. Um, There's nothing else I would rather do. Like there's that fulfilling moment that that is actually the will of God when we are called according to His purpose. It's good, it's pleasing, and it's perfect. So there's moments where it's like, I it can't get better than this. That's a good indicator to know that God's, this is actually what God is doing um, and has on your life and His purpose and His will for you. I hope this is making sense. Um, I love this. we got this on our, on our wall in our home, but C.S. Lewis says, if I find myself desires which nothing in this world can satisfy, then the only logical explanation is that I was made for another world. So how does God transform your life? It starts, there's a two-way thing here, and I'll get to the next part. Um, the first is total commitment. So why don't you put that in the comment section, Said. I'm gonna totally commit, or I'm gonna embrace the adventure of being a Christian. It's fun. Saving some water. So good. Amazing. Now the second thing um, that I see in this, yes, the total commitment. The second thing I see here, so once we've done, I think this is our, so the scripture says, this is our reasonable worship. Our reasonable worship is total commitment. Our reasonable worship is stepping into uh, what God has for us, despite what circumstance might throw at us. Amazing. So now this this part transformation within this is number two. So number one total commitment. How do we how does God transform us? Total commitment. Number two transformation within. This I find is God's part, and which takes the burden of us trying to be something we we're not, and actually just let the Holy Spirit work in us. So transformation within. So if you go to Bibles, if you could go to two Corinthians three verse eighteen. In 2 Corinthians 3.18, it says, And we all who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory are being transformed into His image with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. In some translations, it says, um, And we all with unveiled faces look into the mirror, into the mirror of God's word, um, are being transformed into his image um, with ever increasing glory, we're going to new house. where you are right now um, is not where God wants you to be forever he's actually taking you to ever increasing glory, from glory to glory, it's a continual um, journey of walking upwards to him and being um, more in his image, that makes sense um, yeah, so God's word is a mirror. Uh, and I love that translation. It's in the NASB, the New American um, Standard Bible, whatever it is. Amber, you can correct me on that. But uh, I love what it says there. We look into the mirror of God's word. Uh, I love the picture of that because when we look into the mirror of God's word, it reflects. God reflects who we are through his word. Uh, we're not. People that fear man—we're not a people that um, should be insecure. Uh, should fear uh, provision. But we are. We are called. We are first sons and daughters. Uh, we we just reminded of our identity when we when we look at God's word. So when we look, God's word is a mirror. When we look into the mirror of God's word, it shows us who we are inwardly. Um, So as we come we're back we are back and we've lost a bunch of people sorry I lost connection here also realize it's 10:32, so I apologize I'm coming to I'm coming to a close here apologies for that Lost connection there. Is everyone back? Yes. Awesome. So I'll just keep going here because we are running out of time. Um, But as we um, look at God's word and are reminded who we are inwardly, the spirit of God the Spirit of God transforms us into likeness that we see in faith if we uh, do not look if we do not look into God's word and what he says about us um, it leads me to believe that we won't be transformed so if we're not hearing or listening or uh, leaning into God's word uh, we will not be transformed into ever increasing glory so I want to encourage you number one is to have total commitment, like I said earlier, and number two, uh, to read God's word, and through that, God's spirit will do the rest. Um, so there's two things I want us to remember here, as I start closing up, because uh, God, I ran, the time ran away from me. But two main things, when it comes to women in leadership, and anyone in leadership, but I don't, it's Tess, you know what I mean? Um, Two main things I want you to take away from this morning is if you want to be a better leader, um, better Christian, someone that sees other people step into their God calling, um, it starts with you. Number one, look uh, by faith into the mirror of God's word. Um, To be a better leader Dive into god's word it is simple as that um we can't neglect the importance of reading his word it shouldn't be an option but our but our source to everything that builds us from glory to glory into his image and it aligns us um, into what we are called to so my question is what are you reading what are you uh, consuming most let it be god's word and number two which i love this point it rests on the work of the Holy Spirit uh, when we look into His Word. So if you are in a season where things might be feeling dry, when you, you might be reading God's Word and nothing's happening, I just want to speak right now uh, that the Holy Spirit wants to do a work in your life. Um, and let this, let this be a moment that the Holy Spirit shows you something in His Word. Um, let this be a moment where something shifts, because it, it's right here and right now. Uh, we don't have to wait. Um, we don't have to wait for this, this moment anymore. Jesus has come. He has given us His Holy Spirit. Um, and now we can be in the fullness of what God, God has called us to. And I just want to encourage you. Paul said that we will go through affliction. We will go through affliction as a part of our transformation process. Um, And the scripture says for our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes, not what is seen, but what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Our light momentary troubles. And I don't want to take away from the fact that some people go through very difficult seasons. And know that God when we read his word he is going to take us to ever increasing glory because it says in his word his holy spirit God his spirit will do so and I just want to finish off by saying um, and I read the story of Mary and Martha um, and how Jesus is in the house and the scripture goes Martha is running around uh, distracted about getting all the preparations done and I was saying that's not important um, and she goes and she looks at Jesus and she goes Jesus. Can you not get Mary to help me to do what I need to do? Um, and Jesus basically uh, says at the end uh, What Mary has chosen is better and what I believe that is is actually to be in the presence of God um, And is to be at the feet of Jesus um, So I'm gonna pray and I hope this uh, helped you guys. Sorry about the connection losing connection there but I just want to pray right now if you find yourself in a dry season if you find yourself um, in a place where you feel like you've stagnated I want you to return to God's word and what he said over you in the season and I just want to pray right now that the Holy Spirit will actually do a move so if you're watching this could I ask you just to put your hands out just so you can receive what God is doing. So Father, we just, we thank you so much that you have so much more in store for every woman that is listening right now. We thank you, Father, that you, your word says that you actually don't want to keep us the way we are, but there's so much more you have for us. So Father, I just want to pray, Holy Spirit, would you fill every um, person's heart who's listening in on this, God. Would you fill their heart with this spirit, would you remind them that uh, they are loved, uh, that you have called them according to your purpose, um, that you have a great destiny for their life, and you are taking um, everyone to ever increasing glory, from glory to glory. So, Father, we just come before you. We surrender everything. We surrender our um, our agenda to you, God. And Father, in, in the chaos of this world right now, uh, in the eternal perspective, Father, um, it's just a light and momentary trouble, Father. And I just pray, would you give us um, your perspective, Father, your eternal perspective? Thank you that you've called us to more and that you want to take us into more. And as we step into more, others will follow. And I thank you, Father, that you have called every woman to lead wherever they're at, where it's their family and their business, at home. In your precious name we pray. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Well, I hope that uh, was encouraging everyone. Sorry I went over time. But uh, yeah, I really enjoyed myself and if you want more music from myself and dubs just let us know maybe we can get dubs to feature dubs to feature soon (laughs) amazing thank you everyone have a good wednesday and uh we'll catch you soon hearing it from the boys love you all